As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Like Googling cartoon Yogi Bear exit stage left name. Hello everybody and welcome to your most favorite show in the whole wide world. It's under the radar. Although, today we're going to be a little above the radar uh, on the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. With me as always, your friend and mine, Ian Kahn. Hello, my friend. Microphoneless Ian Kahn. <laughs> Microphoneless and, and beeping Ian Kahn. My friend and yours, do very real. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it on, boys. Uh, so, end of season. Um, you know. We're all in different places in our leagues. I think we could do a little recap later. I don't, I don't know if just to indulge ourselves. I don't know if anyone cares to listen to it, but John Carlos Stanton's destroying me and my opponents in my only league where, you know, I'm still alive in my, my college friends league, which I think it's probably in its last year because people had to be be- beg them to come back. Um, although I'm going to propose a 60 game season. I think that's going to work. Uh, he's got Anthony Santander who has 28 points in two days or whatever. So I think I'm sunk there. Um, but I believe Ian Khan and uh, the Ian Khan Robert Mershak um, juggernaut is in a is in a pretty good spot and playing for higher stakes than fifty fifty dollar buy ins. Um, good times, Diver. How are you doing, man? How, yeah, let me guess, you're doing like winning Maki or one of these leagues that have several rules that uh, are hard to wrap our heads around, but we still love you. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! I have a league type that I'm I'm thriving in. The the more complicated <laughs> leagues, extra rules. Yeah, a lot of people write in and say DVR only uh, does well in leagues that have complicated rules. DVR wins any league where every time you run a five k, you get an extra five dollars in fab. Exactly. <laughs> no, I am winning Maki right now, but every day it changes. Every <laughs> you really are winning pitch, Maki. It changes. Yeah, yeah. I'm in first by a half point. I think there's a 33% chance that I win, a 33% chance I take second, and a 33% chance that I split with uh, John Topperser, who has just been right there. Like All the categories are really close, and I think we've both done everything possible to, to max out, and it's just uh, it's going to happen on the field. There's nothing else we can do. Dr. Tom and I are uh, solidly 10 points behind you guys or so. We're 12 points behind. I think you guys have 148 and we've got 136. It's a 16 team league, right? 16 or 17? 16. 16 team league. Uh, but those two guys are we're 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 we, we I almost made a choice this week to drop some really good players just to re-pick them up in fab for a lower price because we're not going to lose third and we're not going to make first or second. And I just wasn't sure if that was gentlemanly on my part to do. Why wouldn't it be gen- why wouldn't it be gentlemanly? Uh, you know, a guy like um Manny Machado for 30 he's on a 32C contract and um you can't keep him beyond this year but he's keepable probably up to 42 and I've got more fab than everybody else I think. I think I've got the hammer except for two guys who haven't made fab bids in a while. Is his fa- his fab price is where you what you keep him at? So if you drop him and pick him back up at like 16, then that he's your keeper at 16. Keep him at 16 for the next three years, pretty much. Yeah, just so, that's my move. Why is that not a gentlemanly? I don't know. I just didn't, it just didn't feel like the right play at the time. When I was looking at it last Thursday night, I just went, nah, I don't do that. 
Wait, DVR is 10 points ahead and he's won this league. So it's not like you're going to be feeding him Manny Machado to beat a guy who is a half point ahead. Man, nobody was. Well, that was the other that was the other question about it is that, you know, I think DVR and I are close on that. But no, I've won. I you know we won the league a couple of years ago, second last year, third this year. It's just how it's going to be. Um, and DVR and Topper are doing great. It's a it's a fun league. And uh, yeah, it's 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 almost on its uh, last week, man. This last week is like every minute of every game is now like in uh, really intense. It's just really, really intense right now. I would make that move. That's my move. That's what I do in the Scott White Dynasty League all the time. Yeah. Try and, and it works. Dude, I, I was able to sneak Yoan Mankata. I mean, maybe it wasn't the greatest move of all. To, maybe I should be, hey, Yoan Mankata. Hey, man, Yoan Mankata has been hot for the last couple of weeks. I just picked him up in a head-to-head playoff league that I'm in. Um, maybe he's quit singing. Thankfully. Did we, uh, did we ever listen to his whole album, though? No. Oh, there you go. Maybe we should have an album listening party this off season. <laughs> I'd rather watch Midnight Run. DVR. <laughs> well, sixty-seven percent of us have watched Midnight Run. There you go. It's a, it's it's a fun movie. Maybe not quite as good as as I said. I've got thirty-three percent of us uh, believe it's a nine point zero on IMDb or higher. I think it's I think it's really quite good. DVR. What would you have felt as commissioner if I had made that? It's allowed within the rules. I mean, I, I think maybe there's a conversation about whether or not it's a, a gentlemanly thing to do or a, a, a fair thing to do. I don't know how, how else to describe it. But anyway, it, it's it, I've seen people do it in the past. I think usually those players get t- what happens is players that good. They get picked up at the end of the season were more likely dropped because they were hurt yeah. earlier in the month and it didn't look like they were going to come back or it wasn't certain they were going to come back. Um, I cut Nick Castellanos, for example, in mid-September, early September, whenever that oblique injury happened. We know obliques can take three or four weeks, so easy call, let him go because I needed someone else on the roster. He'll be available this week, so I imagine he'll be the kind of player people are trying to get in at just the right price as a keeper for next year. Happens every year like that. I've seen people, I think I've even probably dropped players that were on C contracts late in the year and picked them back up. So, no, I don't have a, a, a firm opposition to it. I mean, I, I I know you could theoretically try and game the system because if you hold enough fab and you know most of the league doesn't, then you could drop two or three players and possibly get them all back if you did all those things right. But, again, it's a lot within the rules. I think it's, I think it's thumbs up on this one. Oh, dude, that's the commissioner. Come on. Well, I think now... You run the risk of it backfiring. Well, the, the question, I guess, that we, we could think about is when you spot something like that, do you bring it up to the league as a, a possible rules change for next year? Does it make the league better to not have that as part of something you could do? How about that? I, I, I think that's right. I, I think that if you drop a player, you should not be allowed to pick him up that week The following in the following. You cannot do that. Or use the tout rules where you can pick him up and you have to pick him up. Well, no, because even that won't work. Because if I were to pick up Machado for $32, or if you pick him up in the week. I got it. If you drop a player in this league and you pick him back up again, the contract the player had previously is the contract he still has. If someone else picks him up, the contract resets. That's right. It was the only way. It's the only way to, and, and because I felt, I just was like, it's not worth, you know, it's, it's never it's never worth giving your your character up for fantasy baseball ever and uh and that would have been a, a situation where i think i would have i felt a little just i was like yeah i could but i don't want to so i'm not gonna you know i'm, I'm just not gonna do it go for the job uh, you know what this is right i'm we're watching cobra kai the new season here and this is you know miyagi do versus cobra kai basically ian's being honorable miyagi do Whereas, you know, you could be strike first, strike hard, release Manny Machado and try and pick him up for 14 bucks and reset his keeper status. Yeah, I, I, listen, I grew up watching the Karate Kid. I'm a Miyagi-Do guy. Uh, I'm a Miyagi-Do guy everywhere. You could have been in Karate, you could have been karate Kid 3. Wasn't that the time when you were kind of like a acting professionally? Uh, I wasn't. I don't think I was in junior high school, I think. Really? I think I was, oh, yeah, I think well, so. Well, maybe the next Karate Kid. What's the one that was like uh, late 90s? Not not the not the Jaden Smith one the uh, the Hillary Swank one yeah yeah that's right no but not I mean but there's a, a young lady not a girl she's a woman on that show named Peyton List she's yeah the, uh, so Peyton Peyton List 
<laughs> my younger son, if he ever listens to this, is going to get so mad at me. My son has a crush on Peyton List, my nine-year-old, because of the TV show Bunked. So it's a show. He's not allowed to watch YouTube, so he's been watching Netflix, and he's like watching Bunked, and she's the star of Bunked. And one day I said, hey, you know, I actually know Peyton List. And he's like, what do you mean you know Peyton List? I said, I did a movie with her when she was like eight years old. I'm friends with her mom. And he was like, he just got real, his eyes got really good. <laughs> and then my wife, Nicole, found a picture of Peyton List holding my older son, Ben, when Ben was like three months old. We were in Detroit shooting this movie. And so there's this picture of Peyton List and my son. And my younger son is just like, what is going on? What the hell is going on? So that was a, that was a, that was a fun moment from this week that happened. Wait, so you didn't, you weren't like, let's call and get you on a FaceTime or something? No, no, no. I'm friends, still friends with the mom, but she's done so well. She's a, a her mom and the, the whole family. It's just a lovely family. They're really good people. But back to the thing. No, man, it's all Miyagi-Do, bro. Oh, I, I know. I know, man. It's, I, I, I admire that. I do it in the Skyway Dynasty League. It's more fun, I guess, uh, you know. You do what you need. If there's no money involved. It's 24 teams. We've made Scott Way into this cartoonish commissioner almost. Um, you know, it's, it's so I'm like, oh, let's see if I can do this. He doesn't let us do off-season trading. Like, he's got these rules. It's it's a DVR would love this league. It's sad that you turned it down when I offered you guys the open spot. Nah, I'm, I'm dropping leagues, just so everyone knows. I mean, leagues are going. I got too many leagues, and in the off-season, there's going to be a, a, a pairing of leagues. I'm okay, help us. Which ones? Did you have you rank them? Let's Let's hear it. What are you dropping first? Uh, no, I'm I know, not going to. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till the end of the season and then make my decision about it all. There's no better feeling than starting a season and being like, "Whoa, I only have five leagues. This is amazing!" And like two of them are best ball. Yeah, that's it. That that sounds like a a, a, a good feeling. But no, no, it's it's uh, it's time to to I gotta I gotta start paring down leagues for sure. It's definitely the time to do it. So. Um, let's get into Aaron Judge, uh, since I don't think anyone else is really talking about this. Uh, it was <laughs> top of Ian's list in the rundown. I, I, did, I realized last night it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, wait, wait, there's, is there a rundown? And then I was like, there's no rundown. And I'm up watching the end of the San Diego Padres-Dodgers game, which was remarkable, the last like inning, and then I finally went to bed at like 1.30. But uh, I was like, there's no rundown. And I was like, all right, got to put in, got to make a rundown, got to make a rundown. And I, every at-bat the judge has, my whole family, wherever we are, the game is on and someone is downstairs. And then we just hear screaming, judge is up, judge is up. And we come running downstairs to watch judge hit. And he just keeps walking. Like literally, he had four walks last night. And well, I mean, yeah. It makes sense. It, I, I guess like you're trying, I mean, they've won the division now, so maybe he can relax a little bit and start hammering home runs again. Yeah. He, he can't try to hit a home run. It's just, you can't do that. Like he, the, the cool thing is he, he might get the triple crown and that'll be insane to get the triple crown with even 60 home runs, 60 home runs and a triple crown is the greatest season ever. I, well, maybe not Barry Bonds, but we could get into is Bonds season legit or is it not legit? But um, why wouldn't it be legit? Because I, I personally think that he uh, he did not do it fully legally, so I don't look at it as a fully legit record. Personally, that's my personal opinion. Um, same with McGuire, I, I don't look at that in the same way. Uh, but it is fascinating to watch Aaron Judge's mom sitting next to Roger Maris's son. It's just weird. It's just so much dissonance going on there. And they're, you know, they're lovely and everyone's being great, but it's like one of them is like, do it. And the other one's kind of like, you can, but you don't have to. Like, don't, you don't have to hit the home run. Have you seen any of this DVR? Have you seen any of the judge chase? Oh, yeah. It, it is a lot like the Maguire Sosa home run race, just in terms of the type of attention it's getting. But the, the triple crown thing is, is awesome. That's to me the bigger story. Kinda. Yeah. And and that's why I think his could be his savior is like all he has to do is hit the ball hard. Don't try to hit home runs. Try to get singles and let the home runs come. You know, let the home runs happen. It's been what? It's been two weeks. I mean, is are the home runs gonna happen? Is he gonna be stuck at sixty forever? Like Fred McGriff, four ninety nine? I mean, he he <laughs> not forever, but I mean, yeah, he he could. 
I, I can see a scenario where that could happen. We'll probably get it. Probably two in one game will put them over the top, maybe at home. But it's really hard because teams teams are wisely pitching around it too. Like they're, they're, when the Red Sox pitched around him, it was sort of silly because it was like, dude, play baseball. It doesn't matter. You're losing to the, you know, you're losing to everybody. Like, you know, play the game. But the but the Blue Jays walking him, I'm like, they're going to walk him. They're going to walk him every time, and they should. He's the best hitter in baseball right now. Why why pitch to him? I think the Red. I was was it the Red Sox game the other night where like judges coming up and you know guys on second walk him right, and that, they were like, no, you know, we think Alex Cora, Alex Cora is just going to let you know let him hit. And this is a big moment. It, you know, it was like the fifth inning. It was right before it got called. Uh, Bayo was pitching. And they were like, I think it was, I think I was watching the K Rod cast, and I think it was A Rod who's like, this is a big moment for the pitcher too, man. I mean, you know, he's trying to prevent this. Yeah, Bayo, by the way, looks. I watched that. Oh man, he looks great. Would you want him or Cody Morris? I had a choice between him or Cody Morris in the waiver, in the waiver run, end of season waiver run that we had here because people had to drop him in this AL only league where we have weird rules. Bayo, DVR, who is it for you, Bayo? Think I want Morris, even though there's more injury risk there. I think that the injury risk is the thing that would make me reconsider and possibly prefer to take bail. All right, I think I like. I'm, well, I'm not, I guess yeah, I didn't even factor in the injury in my branch. Like, hey, he got past it. You know, he sat out most of the season. Everything's great. Um, all right, fine. I'll go. I'll go bail with you guys. I don't want to just be different for the sake of being different. Morris has been in the Guardian system for three seasons. He's never thrown a hundred innings in any of those years, so there's real injury concern there. All right, well, you don't have to be mean about it. He's 25 already, too. I like the guy. I'm just pointing out the the limitations and flaws and trying to keep myself on the ground. Tell you what, their track record is so good in Cleveland. In score sheet, we had a you know we have our supplemental draft every month. In the last one, I selected Tanner Beebe. Know nothing about him. Just started going through Cleveland pitchers. I'm like, oh, this Tanner Beebe guy looks amazing. Um, 23-year-old Cleveland righty in the system. He was, uh, I think Keith Law put him in his mid-season reset. Uh, anyway, look up Tanner Beebe. He's uh, a, a <laughs> randomly stumbled upon him, and now I'm obsessed. Uh, you know, ERA steadily got better. Um, came out of college. Amazing this year. His minor league ERA is 2.17. Whip 0.97. Uh, he's got that typical Cleveland 11.3 K per nine. You know, 25 starts, 132 two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, you know, up to double A this year, his his actual ERA got better. So it's B-I-B-E-E. Or am I just telling people about someone they already know about? No. Uh, no, no he's, he's a big, big riser in the prospect world this season because he was a fifth-round pick just a year ago. So for him to... Split the season at two levels and and be as good as he's been. Yeah, he's. I think for everybody, he'll enter twenty twenty three as a top one hundred overall prospect, and he's just the the latest in a nice group of risers because they've got Daniel Espino has been hurt most this year. I think just about anybody who analyzes prospects has him as their clear future number one. Gavin Williams isn't that far behind. Morris has excellent stuff, and then Tanner Bibby is kind of like I think the, when. I talked to Keith about Bibby on the athletic baseball show, the similarities between Bibby and, and Shane Bieber in terms of like how much better Bibby has gotten in their system. That was the, that was the comparison he made at the time, which I mean, think about how good Bieber is and how much he exceeded expectations. Like that should get us all pretty excited. The other guy I grabbed in that, uh, in that double thing was Nick Frasso, who was pretty amazing. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Yeah. Tell uh, Dodger system. Uh, he actually was uh, traded in mid-August, uh, like to, from Toronto to the Dodgers. Amazing. In the Mitch White deal, uh, probably. Did yeah. they make any other? Tra- <laughs> I don't know, man. That was the one. Fifty-four innings, seventy-six strikeouts, one point eight three ERA, zero point nine three WHIP, and a twelve point seven K per nine across three levels. He hit. Tra- he hit double A this year. Did not do well in four double A starts, but uh, I'm willing to. For- it was only eleven innings, four starts, whatever. I'm willing to forgive. Hey man, it's an under the radar. It's an under the radar Nando guy. First time, first time really uh, digging in. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, this is what I was doing on my break was Taylor Beebe and Nick Frasso <laughs> learning, <laughs> learning about them, <laughs> and putting them on my score sheet team that's forever going to be 500, which is sad. 
but such is life. And then forgetting that Chris Woodward got fired. That's basically how my time off went. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ian, you got some uh, Josh Hader dot, 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 end of game, dot, dot, dot. Weird end of the game last night. That was so weird because, you know, I'm in the NL tout final week and I'm just like chewing my nails. Looks good. Looks good right now. 97 points. Uh, Second place is 90, um, but very tight still all the way around. Um, And so I'm up watching because Luis Garcia, I've got a lot of middle relievers going this week, which is part of where the Phil Dussault gave advice came from and I'm watching Luis Garcia. He's got, you know, he, he comes in, gives up, a, I think a, a walk and a hit, a strikeout a pop up and then Mookie Betts is up. And I'm, it's one of those moments where you're like, all right, do I want bets to do well? Because I own bets everywhere. Or do I want Luis Garcia to not give up earned runs? Because if you give up earned runs, we could lose, you know, a point here and a point in whip against my friend, Steve Gardner. And, uh, and then Mookie Betts flies out. So I'm like, okay, cool. All right, cool. Now Luis Garcia can get the win. That'd be cool because that would protect against Lenny Melnick coming up for a point and trying to catch Brian Walton for a point there. And, you know, it's like all the mental machinations that are going on. So uh, they bring in Caleb Ferguson. Yeah, it is first. Ferguson comes in, walks first guy, walks second guy, walks third guy. Chris Martin comes in, who I also picked up this week because of – Mr. Dussault and his advice. What was his uh, advice? His advice was, he's like, hey, you don't need, you're, you, you've got the lead in strikeouts by a ton. You've got a big lead. It's the ERA points that matter. We, we talked for a good hour on Friday. Um, he was giving feedback to me for the close of the main event where Rob Mershak ah, and I are now in sixth place. Um, wow. Anything can happen. Gosh, anything can happen after last night. And, and it didn't go as well quite as we would have hoped, but it went pretty darn well. And our bats are waking up. We we could peek up to the top couple. It's not impossible. Who are we uh, Who are we rooting for? Like, can we just collectively get all the under-the-radar good juju and, uh, and then put them on somebody for you for the rest of this week? Uh, well. Steve G. Logan Webb. Logan Webb was good uh, last. Pick someone a little more exciting for us to cheer for, man. Come on. Uh, cheer for. <laughs> all right, we'll do Logan we, Webb. Hey, Let's how put about all Corbin the good feels Car- on Logan Webb? How about, how about Corbin Carroll? Let's give Corbin Carroll lots of love. Gunnar, Corbin Carroll will help me in both NL Tout and in main event. So that that would be that would be fantastic. Um, all right. So Dussault was like, you got to pick up as many. Just pick up. These are the top middle relievers that. I have. I hope it's all right. These things. I don't mind me sharing that. Um, and we went through the list and we went over it. I mean, I really like called him in because I was like, I got a four point lead at the time. I had a four point lead and I'm trying to just hold on now. You know, I've, I've had first place except for like two or three days since June. And I want to hold it. I just want to hold it. I would like to win tout this year. And my hands are sweaty just thinking about it. Ooh, chill out, boy. Um, so Ferguson comes in, then Chris Martin comes in and I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, so I got Martin in. I want him to get outs, but I also want him. I want the Padres to score a run because if the Padres score a run, then Garcia gets the win. That would be awesome. Martin comes in, gets the next guy out, the next batter. So it's two outs, bases loaded, ground ball to Justin Turner. Turner basically boots it, whatever. I mean, he like loses control of it. Error. I'm like, perfect, perfect. No, no cost to Martin. Garcia's in position to get the win. Error. Then the Padres are pitching. Hader comes in. He looks good. Well, Trey Turner doubles to left center field. 
So it's like, all right, oh man, here, here he goes. And, and Rob and I uh, spent a long time last night deciding between pitching Joe Ryan this week or pitching Josh Hader this week in the main event. And we really went back and forth on that. Like it was a, or, you know, maybe sit Kluber or maybe sit Joey Wentz, who we had just picked up on a two-star week because Dussault was like, you need to go. The difference between 10th place, where we were at the time, we get like five grand extra, right? But if you get up to fifth place, you get like 25 grand extra or something. So he's like, and if you get down to 13th or 15th place, you, you get like four grand extra or like three. He's like, it's worth, now's the time where you take the risk. You just throw starters, you throw as many starters as you can that you believe in, and you just want them to pitch really well. So that, that was the council in the main event. The council in Tout is totally different because we're in a total, I'm in, I'm in just me, but I'm in a totally different circumstance in that, in that situation. Um, and then Hater gets the next guy, then it goes first and third, then you no, know, High Sun Kim makes an error. Then and then first and third, two outs. Hater looks like he's gonna close it out, which would help in deal one where Cushing is like Cushing and is kill is killing to get over us. And I think he just passed us last night for the first time, Rob and I. Um, and then Hater throws a pitch high, Jorge Alfaro drops the ball, Trey Turner scores, tie game. I lose the win, lose the save. And I was just like, that's baseball, man. That's baseball. And that's That's fantasy baseball. Yeah, it's fantasy, but it's also baseball. They're they're in the ninth inning. They're feeling the pressure of it. And you had like three flat out errors in one inning, three bad errors, three bad errors that should not have happened. But that was, that was just, again, it was one o'clock in the morning and I'm like, what am I going to do? I was like, oh, there'll probably be a story here with Josh Hader. So that was the uh, that was the end of the game, and then the the Padres end up winning it in the next inning with nobody getting a win, nobody getting a save of consequence. But I have four middle relievers going this week, um, and Edwin Diaz going this week, and it's the right play, it's the right move. I, I even called Ariel Cohen to say, "Hey, this is this is what I'm doing." Oh yeah, that, that's that's probably what I would have get. Yeah, yeah, that's the right move. You should do that. Sure, yeah, sure. There it is. There it is. Put that on your bingo card. <laughs> when you could go, you know, like call Duso and call Cohen, you know, within an hour trying to get, uh, trying to get counsel. It's, it, it's a lot of fun. No, DVR those- just uh, started paying attention to the rundown again. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And one of the other guys I picked up this week who's an under the radar guy, uh, is a guy that Tom Trudeau reached out to me about like a month ago after he made it, by the way, devil's rejects were, uh, Cameron and I, or Wilson and I, are, we got, we might break the record in that league. It'll be fun. But we got 193 points today. I don't think we're going to hold 193 out of 200, but we got 193 points. But Tom Trudeau reached out to us, reached out to me after he traded my opponent, like great players. He was like, Hey, by the way, there's this guy Bay in Pittsburgh. What is it? Juan J Bay. Is that it? Do you know? We talked about him a long time ago on the show. If you control F Bay, you can probably find him. He came up. And this is where the steals at the end of the season. So I spent a lot of, I, I had the hammer in NL Tout and I used it on Bay because it came up and Tom was like, Hey, when he comes up, you got to grab him. And I was like, all right, well, I'll grab him. He came up and stole like three bases in three, three games. So picked him up this week and he's a real under the radar guy. If he is available in dynasty leagues, he shouldn't be at this point, but if he is available in dynasty leagues and you have another pickup, you got to grab him because he's a he's a real even in even in keeper leagues. I shouldn't mention that before Maki happens. But if you need steals, he's a great, interesting little player. Tuesday, May thirty first, he was a ninth thing on the rundown. Wow, interesting. Lots of speed, some power, good average. When we yeah. also mentioned Bubba Thompson and Monty Harrison have seven steals in their last eight. Kyle Stowers is hammering the ball in AAA. Seven homers in thirteen that. games. How about that? That was a good show. That's a good show. Stowers is up. Joe Adele. Joe Adele was hammering the ball. (laughs) Stephen Kwan among the most dropped players. What a good show this must have been. DVR, DVR, what do you think of Stephen Kwan? Do you have a different opinion about him now than you did over the course of the season? Yeah, he's still more bases than I expected. I thought he was going to be kind of a good batting average, maybe decent source of runs, empty everything else, but he's a steal away from 20. He's 19 for 24. This will work. If he continues to run that much, it's fine. I think the the important thing if you end up rostering Quan in the future is just making sure that you are 
uh, overloaded with homers and RBIs at a couple other roster spots because a guy that hits six homers being in your lineup all season doesn't fit particularly well. A guy with 50 RBIs in your lineup for a whole season doesn't fit particularly well. How many runs does he have? I can't look it up. because He's got 86 right now. So that's that's real good. That's great. So who's a good match with him? Who's a good who's a good you get him in the third round, fourth round guy that you can then marry him with in 2023? Mm. I mean, in the old days we would have said like Miguel Sano or you know, or Gary Sanchez, if you're gonna get Gary Sanchez, right? None of those work anymore. It's just funny how fast players like that can could kind of fall off and, and become irrelevant. I mean, I would even say, think about a profile that might be more like Rowdy Telez. Maybe that's too light in batting average because if you're, if you're drafting Quan, you should be playing for batting average. You should not be middle of the road or certainly not punting if Quan's going to be on your roster. If you care about it, that would be a, a weird thing to do. Yeah, you're looking for home runs and RBIs in, in, in excess from someone else. And you combine right. those two players, you kind of put them together and you go, okay, I've got... 20 steals from these two players and I'm, I'm averaging 20 to 25 home runs from these two players and I'm getting the right mix of, of runs and RBIs. That's that's the type of mindset you would need to have to have a player like that. It's going to be fun to get back into that part of the game. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't. I'm ready. I'm like, let's do let's do a best ball right now. Are they open? <laughs> They're not open yet. Yeah. I guess I don't like best ball though. I like I like being able to pick up players every week and like play the game as it goes. Uh, there's some talk in one of the leagues. There's that no in. way you're dropping any of your leagues. Yeah, I am. Oh, for sure. No, you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to get cold feet, right? And be like, Oh, you know what though? I love this league. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. I'm, I'm dropping leagues for sure. There's no question about it. All right. There's no question. I got nothing left to prove that. And then so much of playing in leagues is I got to prove that I can play and I got to prove that I'm a, that's it. Now I'm just going to do what makes me happy and leagues that I really enjoy and things that are, you know, bringing me happiness. Otherwise, I'm not playing them. There's no question. It's just, it's happening. You get back into acting? No, 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 not yet. Cobra Kai season five. Hey, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> say my, we'll, we'll find out. My older brother came to town and he was like, uh, hey, uh, carrying a little extra weight there, big guy. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Straight up, gave me a hug. And he was like, whoa, hey, look at that. Uh, so I said, look, man, I spent 25 years having to watch every damn thing I ate. And, uh, I, I just, you know, and then a pandemic hit. So he's like, yeah, I know you're not acting anymore for a while, but like, you know, I want to keep you alive for a while. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, going to be doing a little competition with my, uh, with my big bro and, uh, it's cool. It's good. But, you know, then maybe I'll, be, I'll look in the mirror and be like, hey, you know, maybe I'll get back in the second. I got an open invite. They're ready for me to come back. But I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. Wait, who's ready for you to come back? Like your agents or like, is there a show that's like, Ian, come on, man. We got we got you, man. No, no. My age, I'm, I have a really good agent who I've been with since I'm 20. And who, who, you know, he was one of my first impressions. He sounds really funny. He's like, hey, Ian, how you doing, Bob? Sounds like Robert Evans. He, he, what he sounds like is uh, stage left even. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> huckleberry hound wait is that huckleberry hound no I don't know, whoever it is like anyone over the age of 42 knows that that's about it dvr you know who that is not 38 i mean yeah but i mean you're an old soul yeah but he, does he know who it is stage left even do you know what that is dvr you don't have to know I his don't. name you just have to name the cartoon i do not know exit stage left <laughs> Page left, even. <laughs> There's half of our audience right now is delighted, and the other half is going, "What the hell are you talking One about?" One star. They're talking about the pink guy from Yogi Bear instead of Tucapita Marcano. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we, we try to be a, a, a full. Yeah, so yeah, no, he's he's ready for me to come back, but I'm not ready to go back yet. I'll go back one day. I will. I will. I like it. I like it. I'm. I but doing important stuff. Like Googling cartoon Yogi Bear exit stage left name. I wanted to talk about Josh Young again. Yeah. Because a couple of months ago in XFL, where Steve Gardner and I are ready to play next year is the plan. And hopefully I might be going to uh, first pitch Arizona, which is kind of exciting. Working on making a way to make that happen. Um, In XFL, I guess it was like two months ago, DVR offered me Josh Young 
or for us, Josh Young for Novelli Marte and Khalil Watson, I think it was. No, it was Brennan Davis. Oh, okay. So still still a bad trade for us. But he offered us, because I was like, we got like 20 keepers. We can only keep 15. DVR's like, look, I'll help you out. That's how he did it, too. DVR's oh, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're close. We're close. I said I'd help you out. I proposed the trade, yeah. but you you said it. You said it out loud. You floated it. You floated it, and I said, here it is. It's out there for you. Yeah, no. And every and when DVR, DVR is a really interesting trader, man. He's, he's interesting to trade with, and I love him. You know, you're my partner and my friend, but I don't love trading with you so much because you're like, hey, hey, you know, how's that? How's, how's that going to work? Brendan Davis and Novelli Marte, you, you have too many. I could use those two guys. You get Josh Young. You could use a third baseman. You could use a third baseman. I'll help you out. That's how I put it. I'll help you out. No, those pickleball players, man, stab you in the back. PBR doesn't play, but you play pickleballs. <laughs> you can't, that sounds like Ian. Do you, did you act ever in your career? <laughs> oh, sorry. I guess I missed that. I'm sorry. I always relate pickleball to Ariel. Pickleball is the greatest game of all time. We should put those two against each other. I got DVR on that. I'm not old enough to play against Ariel based on what I've learned. <laughs> we never talked about that. The the post. We never also talked about the Fred Willer post. Uh, you know, the, the song that he did, which was so funny. The one that DVR refuses to put at the end of every episode, even though you ask him? He did it. He did it. He did it's it. there. Oh, all it's right. there. It like three, I guess it was like three, four weeks ago. Anyway, this trade is now, at the time, I was like, and DVR, DVR, I'll leave it out there. He's like, I'm leaving it out there for you. I'll help you out. Help me out. Let's do it. And I call up Steve, and Steve's like, what do you think? I'm like, no, I'm not giving him two guys who are top. 25 prospects or higher for one guy who's a top 20 prospect but closer. We just can't do that. Like, I love DVR, but no, we're not doing that. I wouldn't have even offered it if you hadn't said it, though. You were kind of talking through. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Your inner monologue got out, and I heard it. And I, <laughs> this is a chance. This is good for me. <laughs> I was like, well, go. what would it take? It would take like a. That, that's exactly you're right. You're exactly right. It, I was like, what would it take? It would probably take like. Something like Novelli Marte and Brennan Davis. And you give me Josh Young easily. Maybe I get something back. And he's like, yeah, but it's done. Right, hold on. There you go. There it is. Click on it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 DVR. And he's like, no, no, it's there. If you want it, it's there. And I was like, I don't want that. I'm not going to do that. But here's the trick. Here's the tricky question now. Who gets the better of that trade if we made that trade? Because Josh Young looks like everything we could have hoped he would be. He won the game for them last night against the Mariners, who were trying. The Mariners are trying. DVR? I think it's still the same trade. It's easy to take 10 days, 15 days worth of, of big league production and, and try and feel a lot better about that. But I think it's pretty much the same as the day it was offered. The only, the only things that have changed is Young has become healthy and now debuted, and Brennan Davis is playing again. At the time this was out there, yes, Young right. was hurt. And Brennan Davis was hurt, and the timetable for Davis was it was pretty uncertain. There was there was definitely at the time no guarantee he was coming back this year in the minors. And and uh, Noel V. Marte ended up in the Reds organization. Yeah, he'll do well there. He'll do better in Cincinnati. It's a better ballpark. Yep, big boost to the home run projection. Yeah, I mean he was going to have a good home run projection anywhere, but kind of close to maxing that out being in Cincinnati now. Yeah, he, he could he could put up some really, really big numbers. The Mariners are 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 for reals, folks. They're for reals. If if Jared Kelnick or, you know, Kyle Lewis could come back and become anything real in 2023 and moving forward, they're a really interesting ball club. And Ty France, ya boy, is at was at third base last night for literally the first time all season. I think he did one defensive replacement at third base at some point. But I'm pretty sure that was his first start at third base, which would be awesome to get Ty France to get third base eligibility. That would that would open up a lot of stuff. But DVR, how are you feeling about your guy, Josh Young? Really good. Of the players that debuted late this year, so that'd be like Henderson, Carroll. He's going to be a little overshadowed because of lost time in the minors. But I think other than offering less in stolen bases... It's just not like the main thing he does, but it's a thing he does a little bit. I think his overall offensive value from a real life context is not going to be that far behind 
Carroll and Henderson. From a fantasy perspective, people are going to want those players more because of what they do in that category. To me, Josh Young going back to college reminded me of Chris Bryant for a profile. So I think that's sort of where I'm expecting him to go. And it's just a matter of of how quickly he reaches that sort of peak level. How much swing and miss is there going to be initially? And and where does he settle in? He's not walking. So he's got a 227 average with a 250 OBP. So that's not awesome. 28 strikeouts and 66 at-bats, not awesome. But five home runs, 11 RBI, that's 100. I mean, you're not going to extrapolate that forward. But if you you can't really do that, so I'm not going to do that. But but here's the one thing you can: two stolen bases already. That actually, if you do that, and he if he gives you 30 home runs and 12 or 13 stolen bases, where does he go next year? How what round does in a 15 team NFBC style draft? We don't know what the whole third base thing is going to look like yet. But where does Josh Young go? I have an I have a round in my head. Nando, what what round do you think he goes? Oh man, ten or eleven? DBR? Yeah, I had nine as the number that popped into my head, and it might be starting where where Nando suggested and kind of creeping up <clears throat> over the course of draft season. I had ten, so I think we're that was the number that popped into my head was ten. So I think that's that's probably where he's going to go. Somewhere in that area right now. I mean, it'll depend on how he finishes the season. If he keeps the if it, if the average goes over two forty by the end of the year, he'll go up. If the, just in small sample size, just as we look at it, if it drops to two ten, we'll get Joey Gallo fears. Right? That'll it'll, it'll it'll be interesting how the season ends for for these guys because the numbers in the off season matter. Like what you're looking at is going to matter. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I just wanted to share this because I know we got a hard out at 11. And I know I mentioned this before about my uh, Adelis Garcia home run challenge cards. Remember I told you you get them from Tops. I bought a bunch for 99 cents each. You scratch it off. You got to go in. You got to pick the day you think he's going to hit a home run. Yeah, did you win on those? Well, so here's the thing. I filled out finally. Like, I was ca- like literally carrying them around with me, like in my back pocket, being like, <laughs> I, I have to do these. Like all I need is a quarter to scratch this off. I can do it on my phone. And it was like three weeks of just either forgetting to do it or getting them out. And then something happens. And I'm like, okay, let me just put them down. So finally I did it. <laughs> and I can tell you exactly. I mean, I, I can look up the date. It was probably about a week ago. And I filled this. So I went in. I filled it. I had six. I did like September 23rd, 24th, 25th. You know, I'm like, he's got to hit one in a week. Uh, and then, like, through one, they have a double header on, I think, like, October 3rd or something like that. So I put them out there. Um, I fill it out, right? Get them all in. Hit return. I got six of them going. Uh, I got <laughs> go to our site. And you know how we have those news briefs? Um, I think, so the first one I had set was for the next day. So I go to the site. It is late. It's, like, 11 o'clock, I think. There's a Levi Weaver news brief that's obviously... Like, no word yet on Adelis Garcia, who was hitting the left wrist with a pitch. Uh, he's, you know, x-rays, whatever, whatever. So, of course, I'm going to lose all of these now. I think I've lost three. Um, and, you don't, you know, if he doesn't play, you don't get to be like, okay, well, I'd like to switch that date. You're just done. So, I don't think I'm going to be winning this Adelis Garcia. He's playing, but, I mean, obviously, if his wrist hurts from getting hit on the pitch, uh, not going to happen. Wrist, you know, guys should be wearing more armor around their hands, I think. I think they should just change that. It's just too, you know, what happened to Jean Segura this year. Like if you have, you're wearing batting gloves, why don't you just like wear batting gloves with a little steel on them or something? 
Well, did you watch? Did you watch the K Rod cast? Did we? We didn't talk about that. We had, we didn't have a show. No, yet. no, no. I didn't. I, I I almost did, and then my wife was like, "Go to the game." I was like, "Is it funny?" I'm not. So I'm nowhere near a fan of copying this Manning cast thing. Um, and I've never been a real big Michael K guy, but it was Michael K and A Rod, obviously. And then Clemens. Clemens and was Bond. next to them, and Bonds phoned in Frank. on like a Zoom. And Bonds and Clemens actually talked about they they're saying something 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 and Bonds goes and yeah and I remember Roger hit me in my in my arm you know when I was wearing the sleeve thing and Clemens goes it was a strike but you shouldn't have been hanging on the plate like it was like and you're sitting there like these three guys like three of the most disgraced baseball players ever who also happen to be three of probably the best baseball players of our generation are just sitting here talking about the game and it was and you got the guy who you know A Rod's not breaking or um. Judge isn't breaking his record, but like, it's, I don't know. It was fascinating. Like, I want to go back and watch the entire thing. Just, really? just, just when those guys were on, I don't care about the K-Rod element. I get like having Clemens and Bonds and A-Rod at the same time was really good. It was really I used to good. be really down on Michael K guys. I used to really not like him. I used to like be bothered by him on a regular basis, which sucked. And somehow, I don't know what it is this year. I'm sort of like, I like him. I like him, you know, but like for 15, 20 years, I was like, this guy annoys me. And now I kind of, I don't know. I I, I kind of like him. Well, maybe like, he's transitioning from eager, young Fordham grad to a grizzled old Yankee. You know, he's almost Danny like Aiello's, Jay, he's older. Danny Aiello's nephew, who I did uh, Brooklyn Lobster with many, many years ago. C.J. Abrams. I just want to say this. C.J. Abrams, yo. And I got a tweet from a nice gentleman who I can't look up uh, right now who said, hey, C.J. Abrams stealing bases up to second in the lineup. He's going to be undervalued going into next year because of the numbers I was just talking about. What is he hitting? Like 230, 220. He'll have like seven or eight stolen bases by the end of the season. Look out. I'm, I'm, I love him. I'm, I love him. I, I've been talking about CJ Abrams since he was drafted with the number six pick four years ago, five years ago. Now three, three and a half, three, four years ago. Freaking one of my favorite, favorite players all in on him next year. All in. Okay, I'm going to, what round does C.J. Abrams go next year, DVR, without the hype of people saying stupid things like I'm all in on him? Probably about round 18 of a 15-teamer, 18 to 20. Yeah, okay, good. I was going to say 15, 16, and I would probably do 11 or 12. Ah, see, so don't draft with Nando. Why, wouldn't, well, wouldn't you want to if you consider that a wasted pick of mine? No, if you want, if you want Abrams, don't no, draft against me. if you want Abrams, you. yeah, don't draft against me. Yeah, no, I want him. I mean, he's going to have second base eligibility, shortstop eligibility. He's going to steal 33 bases next year. But this is what I'm saying. Like, people have such short memories. Everyone was scrambling to get C.J. Abrams this year, and especially when he was going to start the year with San Diego. We've got to get to, oh, C.J. Abrams, amazing. Shot up. And then he's, you know, he has a bad first ever season in the majors. He gets traded to Washington, whatever, you know, which should make his value go up even higher. Makes it better. Yeah, makes it and everyone's like, "Oh, do like everyone's just forgotten about C.J. Abrams, and they think he's a bum, and they forget about like the last four years of his production in the minors." No, I, I don't think he's. I don't, I don't think people think C.J. Abrams is a bum. I think they think he's twenty one years old. He's a baby faced kid who's playing with giant men. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a totally different experience to play at that level. One thing I'll say is, as Rob and I were going into our final, and that's in our final setup of the rosters. One thing I really lean towards is who are the guys that I was in on all year? Like when you get to the choice, do you want to play CJ Abrams this week? If I have a choice between a guy, like do we play him or Jeremy Pena or no, it wasn't him. We, we played them both, but like, for, you know, Joey Wentz, Joey Wentz three weeks ago, Rob picked him up with us. He put him in for deal one for a buck. I was like, really Joey Wentz? He was like, yeah, I really like him. And I was like, okay, all right. And we got him. And then Joey Wentz has just been awesome. Just awesome. And he's like, I think we should start him in uh, in main event this week. Or no, we just decided. And, and he was like, yeah, but I'm not sure. You make the final call on this one because I may have a blind spot. And I said to him, and he wasn't great last night, but he was good. He was good. He was solid. I said to Rob, I said, we got to go with our guys. Like, that's a big part of this game. Like, if you had a gut feeling, I go back to this gut feeling um, about players, you got to go with your gut. You got to go with your gut at the end. Like stop and feel. What are we going to feel at the end of Josh Hader's? That's the question I asked. What, what are we going to feel at the end of Josh Hader's uh, relief outing? 
how does it feel? And it's like, doesn't feel good. All right, let's go with Joe Ryan then. Like that's, that's how you, that's how I play. That's how I play the whole way. It's all about trying to feel what the future is going to bring. And I highly recommend it. Talk about it a lot. I really think, I think it's something that if people got into, they would enjoy it and they would see that actually we as human beings might know more than there's more in heaven and earth than what is dreamed of in our philosophy, Horatio is what William Shakespeare said. That's a, that's a snagglepuss line. <laughs> I think we all know. Left yeah. even. There you go. <laughs> What's more our existence even? There's <laughs> more in heaven and earth than it's dreamed of in our... Wait, I could do it as Jake Kane. That would be perfect. Hey, Bob, there's more in heaven and earth than it's dreamed of in our imagination, Horatio. Yeah, Bob. There you go, Bob. You're doing sna- you're doing snagglepuss. That's amazing. No, I'm not. I'm doing Jake Kane. I know, it's but just- I mean, like, it's you're actually doing a better snagglepuss. <laughs> it's Jake Kane. All right, we got to wrap. We got to go. Thank you for joining us. Next week we're doing we're going to do it Thursday, right? So it'll be the end of the the end of the season. We're going to do a full season wrap up. Um, awesome, right? Yeah, the full right. season wrap up. We'll get through three teams. We're going to do a full season wrap up. It's going to be fun. I right, can't wait. Can't wait. Ian will make the rundown. Yes, I will. No, I can help with the rundown. for that. I can do the rundown. Okay, but it, I, I won't do it at one o'clock in the morning the night before. Well, it's my fault because I, you know, I should I should be doing it, and I'm uh, just not there. I only care about like eight players because I only got that one team. <laughs> that one team. But I love you guys. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, for the man who will soon be starring in Karate Kid Five, holding on Manny Machado, Ian Khan. Yeah, I'm done. For the man who's going to spend the next five weeks tweeting about pickleball because people obviously aren't getting it. Derek That's me. I'm not Rafino. Thank you for joining us. Have a lovely week. Good luck to all you going for a title. See you next time. Good talk. Good talk. Bye. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.